today on From A to Ziggy. Bus. Stop! Welcome to From A to Ziggy. This is the podcast in which we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. My name is Thomas. I'm Travis. And today we're talking about Bus Stop, a Tin Machine song from 1989's album Tin Machine. Tin Machine. And it's been a few weeks since we talked about Tin Machine. It's it Tin Machine. Yeah. It's good to be back yeah. on the machine. This is a uh, really quick, fun track. Yeah. It's almost a punk song. It's like almost a, like an al- alternative punk song. Yeah, it's got that kind of beat to it with the yeah. snare drum on, on the beats. Four of them in a bar. It, bum, 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 bum. it sounds like it could be a pixie song. Yeah. Yeah. It's like straight off a of Doolittle. Yeah, it's loud and then soft and loud and then soft. Yeah. And, and really upbeat, really fast, really fun. Yeah, just a good, fast, fun song about religion. <laughs> Songs about religion. Songs about religion. This is a uh, cheeky and skeptical piss take at uh, religion and faith, which, you know, is something you can get away with as a young man, which I think is why, why that phrase occurs in this song. Um, but it becomes a little bit less interesting when you get around 40. Yeah, although I'll admit, some of my feelings about religion, I feel like, are kind of reflected in this song. I, I definitely fall in that, like, I'm not going to pretend that faith never works, and good on you for having it. But, you know, I tend to be a little bit at odds with the Bible. Let's talk about that that line. Uh, I, I don't... Bl- What's the line exactly? Uh, I'm a young man at odds with the Bible, but I don't pretend that faith. Ne- I don't pretend faith never works. Yeah, here we go. I highlighted it because I wanted to talk about it. It's that's the least committal sort of acceptance of religion that I can think of. It's a double negative, right? It's like, yeah. I don't believe you're right, but I believe that you believe that you're right. It's 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 a kind of respectfulness that I sometimes like to see from like not I don't want to say all but there's some atheists out there I don't consider myself atheist I'm, an, I'm kind of agnostic but there's definitely some in the atheist crowd that um, it's kind of a dick move honestly when someone's like the, if someone's like in a, in a tough bind if someone's like in the hospital or something and they're like I need to have you know find my faith I'm gonna have faith that this is gonna work out. And they're like, oh, God's not real. Like, that's kind of like, just let the person have Mil- their thing. Let the them- militant atheist who's like steps in and you say, and says, you know, that's not going to work. Yeah. It's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. On top of, on top of being injured. It's like, huh, it's a good thing you're dying because you. you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the militant atheist. The, yeah. new, the new atheism. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. I, I know, I know what you mean. But it's also the kind of weak, noncommittal way of saying you're wrong and that's okay. Yeah, you do you. Yeah, you're wrong, but you do you. Yeah, sure. But there's a there's an ulterior motive for this character that's singing this song to let you do you. There is a you in this song. There's there's it, it occurs in the first word of the title, mm-hmm. bus stop. But there's a you. There's someone is a, is being addressed by this song, which I learned from watching Matt Pinfield on MTV's 120 Minutes. I need to find that clip. How did I not see that clip? No, it's not. It's not Bowie, but but if, it's, I used to watch a lot of 120 minutes, so I'd get a good nostalgia jolt from that. I loved Matt Pinfield. I'm thinking of the time he interviewed the uh, the Dandy Warhols, and there's a lot of you in that song. Uh, not if you were the last junkie on earth. I do love that song. If there's a you in a song, 
it means that there's someone that this is being addressed to, right? So this is, this is from the point of view of a character who's involved with a person, and they're, they're, uh, they're physically involved. This staying up till 4 a.m., the shrieking and the... Some kind of dancing. Yeah, some kind of dancing of the horizontal type, probably. <laughs> or the type that involves getting down on one's knees. Mm-hmm. You know, callback. Callback. To the last episode. It's almost like Bowie planned this all to be listened to in alphabetical right? order. We were talking about Buddha, and now we're talking about Jesus. Buddha, Jesus, and then also like there's the double entendre of being down on your knees, yeah. praying, or doing other things at the bus stop at 4 a.m. So this character is tolerant of, of a person's religion. Yeah. I love you to, d- despite your convictions. <laughs> as, as a means to an end. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, and it's working for both of them. They're, they're both okay with that. Yeah. I, I always thought this was a pretty funny song. I, I like the second verse especially. I like the... Uh, uh, basically, that's not Jesus, that's just blue cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe something you ate. Yeah. I re- you know, I think one of my favorite Bowies is taking the piss out of people Bowie. Yeah, his sense of humor is very dry. It's yeah. very British. Which, speaking of very British, the song is sung in a kind of an East Ender sort of accent, East London accent, very Cockney, Mockney. He said in an interview once, uh, they asked him, why, why the accent? You usually don't put on this particular accent. Why for this song? He said, this song just felt so English, it's almost vaudeville. I don't know if others feel very American or whatever in comparison, but this song felt very English. It's interesting he uses that word vaudeville because yeah. he's sort of calling back to one of his big influences, Anthony Newley, from the early days, uh, who had this sort of accent and also did a lot of musical theater, which is what uh, Bowie was drawing on in the early days. You heard a lot more of this accent back then. Yeah, I think we even were discussing making reference to vaudeville when we were talking about one of the, like the... Old Davy Jones songs. Yeah. But I, I love the use of the Cockney accent because it make, just sounds even more punk. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes him sound more young, you know, more sort of countercultural. And, and when I was listening to it, there was a Tin Machine, a song from Tin Machine 2 that we talked about semi recently. I was trying to jog my memory. Maybe it was a big hurt where he was talking about how, like, oh, you know, I wanted to do a punk song. This is my first punk song. But. This song exists, and it's definitely a punk song, even if it's like punk through the indie prism, a la the Pixies or Nirvana or, th- you know, bands like that. Mm-hmm. I guess not Nirvana, because this is like two years before they really broke. But, um, like, and at its core, the Pixies are a punk band, and this is definitely a lot like the Pixies. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it is, it's kind of punkish. It's yeah. It's sort of raucous, raw. Yeah. Now, that version is, but... Let's talk about the other version. The other version. Because I thought this was kind of amazing, and it made me appreciate the song even further. You know, I, and I didn't, I didn't know this song until today. I had no idea this existed until today. I, uh, I stumbled on the live video yesterday, so I'm not that far ahead of you. Yeah. So... They did an interesting interpretation of it. Very interesting live. interpretation. It was such a... It's kind of... It feels like something that like a newer band would do. Like Kind of like, let's play the song that people know, but let's do it kind of different. In, a, in an ironic way. Thing is, nobody knew it. It's yeah. Not like it's, a, it's not like it's a major... Um, but in their, in their mind, work. it was a song that people knew and they wanted to do it differently. Yeah. And it, and it was you know, kind of a, a silly, ridiculous intro or... Like, hey, do you like country? Do you like Western? Do you like country and Western? 
I do. And then he names all the things about says, country western. And he's like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is it? Do you like trucks and baseball and Uzis? Yeah, because yeah. I don't. Right. But he contradicts himself because, like, just a moment before, he had said something about liking country and liking, and liking western. I think he was being facetious, Travis. All of it. It was all poppycock. Yeah. So then they do this really silly, slowed down country western version of it. Real, and it's really good. Real twangy. Really twangy. S- slowed down more. He, and he puts, on the, he puts on a sort of Texan country western yeah. accent. And, but still some of that London accent Which sneaks like, in. Like the A's turning into I's. And you, it, you, know, you listen to this original version and you think, how could this song get any more snarky than it already is? And then you hear him do it as a country western song. Let's take this song that's like, religion is kind of dumb. And then put it into a kind of music that is steeped in religion. <laughs> so brilliant. Country, one of those, one of those uh, genres of music that uh, is, is often the exception. You know, when you ask people, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, anything except yeah. country. I've or, said it at some points in my life. Or except rap. Yeah. Country and Western being not one of Bowie's favorite genres, apparently. The only, like, literally the Which, only genres he didn't He said it ever. multiple times, apparently, in interviews. Um, not a fan of country music. Which is unfortunate, because he was in an era when country music was actually palatable. Yeah, there, there must have been a couple of country songs. He's, I'm sure Bowie's like a lot of people you may know. Me, for instance, where there's some, some country songs are great. Yeah. But most of it is Drek. Most of it is Drek. But that old, like, outlaw country stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, what is it? You can't hang a man for shooting a woman who's trying to steal his horse. That, uh, that Willie Nelson album, Redheaded Stranger, that's a great one. Um, but that's, that's it. Yeah. That's the only, that's the only great country album. There's probably there's others. some great Johnny Cash out there. There's some great Johnny Cash. That's true, but yeah. So they it's it's a more subdued. He puts on this weird country accent. That's he pulls off the first line when he says the word heard, like he he really solidifies those R's, and he kind of gets the the country yodel down in in the delivery. He it's a good it's a good effort, but it's. It's a parody. It's it's funny. Yeah, it is really funny. And then they launch back into the original version. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was really cool. Um, anything else about bus stop? I don't think so. I think we really captured the spirit of the song. We really we hit a lot of points in a very short amount of time. Yeah, quick and dirty. That's what quick, this song is. Quick and dirty. Although I would have enjoyed the irony of doing like a fifty-five minute episode about this minute forty-six song, but that could be a thing for another day. <laughs> Yeah, bus stop. Let's rate this song. So this might be my new favorite Tin Machine song that we've done. I really like this song. Yeah, I think probably between us and Baby Can Dance. But yeah, I I like this song instantly again because it just sounds like so many things I've loved before. Um, It just fits in so nicely to my musical wheelhouse. So I'm gonna give this song four snarky atheists. That's that's a pretty good rating. Yeah. Turns out I like Tin Machine. So far, I've liked the Tin Machine 1 stuff more than the Tin Machine 2 stuff. Um, this song, I, I give kind of a three. I'm more in the three area. Three um, snarky atheists who are chowing down on some blue cheese and not having visions from the, uh, the uh, divine. Yes. 
And that brings us to uh, to the end of and end of this song. So we'll go from uh, let's move from this song that sounds like it could be a pixie song and do this other song that sounds like it could be a pixie song because it is a pixie song. What's the next song, Travis? Next song is Cactus. We're getting on the bus and we're going out to the desert to find us some cactus. And this was the final song from the bees. We have we have completed the bees. Do finished I have a, the bees. Do I have a good celebratory? No, nope, because it's going to play some dumb mini game, and I don't have the attention span for that. That that is the end of the bees. That is the end of gonna, the bees. We're going to let it be and move on we're to gonna the next letter of the alphabet. Hit the open seas. Which, by the way. We're doing this in alphabetical order. This is a good time to mention that uh, the, the order in which we are listening to these songs is alphabetical. Yeah. Uh, an idea that we uh, basically stole from Alphabetical, the podcast where they talked about uh, all of the Beatles songs in alphabetical order. And it was such a great idea that we hijacked it for another artist. Mm-hmm. Basically did the exact same thing, but different. Same format, different stuff. So uh, I just wanted to give a uh, give a shout out to Alphabetical, who deserves all the credit for the show format. And next time we will be talking about cactus. Until next time, whenever that might be, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, from me to Ziggy, from me to Ziggy.com. Uh, leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. Tell three friends. And then tell those three friends that they should go ahead and tell some friends, too. Yeah. Uh, spread the Bowie love. And, uh, and until next time, my name is Thomas. And I am Travis. And, and it's time to get on the bus. It's true. Exact change only. <laughs>